What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's get started. Done it all. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches, this is the most talked about radio show in Bay County, the Brian Rust Morning Show. Melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch and doing it with a smile. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. Well, good morning. It's Tuesday, October 18th. How are you doing? Hope your day is starting off all right. It's a nice day outside, by the way. I'm loving this uh, panhandle fall weather. Not too hot, not too cold, just about right. Currently 59 degrees out on the beach. Ugh. Not bikini weather, but I'm quite okay with that, to be perfectly honest with you, because... Never really got that swimsuit body in shape this summer. But that's all right. Dad bods are hot, aren't they? That's what they keep saying. I don't know. All right. So we got a lot to talk about today. And (laughs) I'm excited today for some reason. I got a text message yesterday from the boss and said, hey, happy birthday, happy holidays, happy, happy. We got a new printer. And I thought, you know, oh, okay, well, it's going to be like a, you know, a little printer in the studio because they they did hook me up with one of those. Um, But for some reason, my laptop decided it doesn't want to talk to it anymore. So I kind of had to go back to the hard way. And yesterday, uh, the printer ran out of paper. And that was kind of one of those things where I should have probably said something. I should have just said, hey, guys, uh, anybody, a chance that somebody can leave some paper? I forgot to do that. But now I know why, because we got a brand new copier. Uh, copier printer and I'm I'm happy I'm excited because I've got I got all my show prep in paper form again today I, I've, I'm old school like that and for some reason I can't function uh, doing things uh, the high-tech computerized way even though Rachel she gives me a hard time about it all the time and says you know I need to I need to learn how to do it on the computer I can't do it like Brian Kilmeade he actually does his entire show. Brian Kilmeade, all of his show prep and everything is on an iPad. I can't do that on a laptop. I have a laptop and a desktop in here that I've done it, and I just I can't. It's just it's too hard for me. I just I'm too old school. I think is what it is. I, I just can't let go of my old ways. Anyhow, uh, a lot of crazy to talk about today. Um, and, and I'm I'm still trying to figure out which stupid direction I want to go in because. There's, there's just so much. There really is. Uh, Pete Buttigieg got fact-checked. So I'm, I'm calling those uh, Buddha facts. It's some Buddha facts. So we're going to talk about that later on, too. Uh, plus, there's the, uh, the fight on COVID. It has taken a whole new direction. Uh, it is no longer the, uh, the fight uh, to fight actual COVID. But it's more like a fight to to pretty much fight those that are fighting us over COVID. The uh, the restrictions, the mandates, the uh, do as I say, not as I do's. Uh, there's a lot of that going on too. 
And of course, uh, Joe Biden catching a lot of flack from his incident that he had the other night where he went to the Italian restaurant over the weekend. And uh, despite the fact that everybody else had to have masks on because it's a Washington, D.C. mandate, um, he and the first lady did not uh, wear their masks exiting the restaurant. So he's got a lot of flack about that. And the White House is trying to defend that. So we'll talk about that coming up in a bit. Plus, uh, what's her name there? Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is another one that uh, she went to a, a, uh, I think it was was an NBA game. Might have been an NBA. I don't know. She went to some game. And uh, despite the fact that her city, uh, which is an absolute mess, uh, she did not wear her mask when she was out in public. So again, do as I say and not as I do these politicians. And then they get upset when us peons uh, don't bow down to exactly what they should say. And you know what I forgot to look up? I wanted to talk about this yesterday. Uh, Over the weekend, the Chicago... Uh, police department uh, basically said, you know what? Uh, no, not not doing it. Um, they uh, they were kind of protesting the whole mandate of the fact that they had to get uh, the vaccine shot uh, and all kinds of problems. And I'm just kind of curious as to what the um, what the actual uh, let's see, hang on, uh, let's see what the shooting ram- rundown was for Chicago. Actually, it wasn't too bad. Uh, let's see. Uh, at least four people killed and 22 shot. That's really sad that that, with that statement that I can say in Chicago over the weekend and only 22 people were shot and four killed. And that's okay. That's not bad. It's not bad numbers. That should be embarrassing. That should be absolutely embarrassing for the city of Chicago for anybody to look at the the shooting and murder rate in their city over the weekend due to gun violence and say, well, those numbers aren't bad. Chicago. That's so sad to see such great cities uh, across the country really just go right down the tube because of uh, the absolutely poor leadership that's going on. It's very sad. So I got I to talk about this. I love the people that get out there and try and promote the, uh, the coronavirus vaccine. Now, I've talked about this many times, and I've said it before, that um, a lot of times it's, it's in how you deliver it. And I think one of the problems that has happened when it comes to uh, the, the vaccine is not necessarily... The is it safe, uh, is it good, will it work, whatever it might be. It's more of the way that people are being told to take it. And I think that is what's upset most Americans. I, I honestly really truly do think that uh, if, and there's always going to be the anti-vaxxers, you know, that, that do not believe in vaccines in any shape or form. And you know what? That's fine. That's your decision. That's your personal thing. And it should be your personal decision Uh, whether or not you want a vaccine or not. But one of the things that I think Americans are so mad about is being told you have to have this. And we've been told and beat over the head that you have to have this, have to have it, got to have it, got to have it, got to have it. And of course, then we get to a point where all these people have it and we're still seeing people who have it 
get the coronavirus, still get sick. And as we saw yesterday, uh, and a key word too, and I want to talk about this later, but keywords, always listen to those keywords. When it's coming to, um, uh, what's his name there? I just, I totally had a brain fart. Uh, Colin Powell, who passed away yesterday morning, and he was fully vaccinated. And what they said was it was coronavirus uh, related or complications due to um, or created by. I mean, it was, I forgot the exact words, but I, I got it written down. We'll talk about that in a second. But remember those exact words. You always got to watch the wording of what they're saying and how they're saying it. But we've been beaten over the head uh, for months now, close to a year. Uh, uh, well, let's, let's call it six months, six, seven months, 10 months. All right, screw it. Let's call it a year. We'll call it a year. About you got to be, you got to be vaccinated. Got to take the vaccine. And now they're getting to a point where Americans are so just, they're so upset and so bothered by being told you have to take this or else. And now we're being faced with the or else. You're going to lose your jobs. Uh, you're going to lose this. You're going to lose that. So they're going to take everything away from you if you don't get this. But delivery, I think, is everything. And I think that if, if from the get-go, one, uh, somebody recognized that Dr. Fauci is not a good spokesperson in any shape or form for uh, the coronavirus pandemic, that should have been pulled back and stopped a long time ago. And, and I think that any decent business owner would have been able to look at, uh, you know, the situation and say, yeah, you know what, uh, this, this isn't a good spokesperson for us. We should, uh, we should probably change this up a little bit. And then they probably would have said, okay, uh, look, Dr. Fauci, what we want you to do is we want you to uh, go, we want you to go sit at this desk and do the research, read this stuff. This is our new spokesperson. And just brief him on the stuff that needs to be done. Because people lost trust in Dr. Fauci. But Ted Williams, who is a, a, a former Washington, D.C. homicide detective, and he's a Fox News contributor. We see him on all the time. He was on um, Your World with Neil Cavuto yesterday on the Fox News channel. And uh, he they were talking about the police that are opposing the coronavirus max, uh, vaccine mandates. And uh, Williams, he ended up saying that this is a no-brainer. You're a police officer. You're a public servants. You're public servants that come in contact with citizens on a daily basis. Get the damn vaccine. He continued on saying that the office, these officers do not have the right to dictate to the city the manner in which they are going to work. They're going to bargain with us as unions do all the time, but get the vaccine. Get the needle in your arm. You're protecting not only yourself, you're protecting the citizens and you're protecting your family and you're going to go home every night. This is just so dumb and stupid. And then he continues on saying that this is something that is going on not only in Chicago, but all over this country. In Miami, there's police officers saying we don't want to be vaccinated. There are in Portland, Oregon, Seattle, Washington, all of these various movements. One thing that is very necessary and knowledgeable, the police officers do not dictate to a city. The police officers should know that safety is first. Get the vaccine, you idiots. That's all you have to do. This comes from the former Washington, D.C. homicide detective and Fox News contributor. Now, I don't know about you, but if, if that was the way that it was delivered to me, um, you would get a big old middle figure and a probably let's go Joe Biden. 
Let's go, Brandon, on that one. But the messaging is is all what it's about. And now you have people that that attack a police officer, like a, a former police officer, and he's now calling other police officers idiots for not getting the vaccine. You don't get to dictate to the cities how you do your job. To me, it doesn't seem like the police officers are dictating to the cities how they're going to do their job. They're just saying, hey, we don't want to have something injected into our bodies that we don't trust. And that should be a personal decision. And our police officers are getting slammed so... I don't know why anybody's a cop today. I really don't. I mean, for all of the law enforcement people out there, let me give you a gigantic, humongous thank you. Thank you for putting up with this crap on a daily basis. Thank you for going out there and protecting our communities every day. Thank you for everything that you do because you need it because the amount of crap that our police officers get uh, on a daily basis from the people that should be supporting our law enforcement around the country is ridiculous. And this guy, I've lost all respect for him now. I don't, I don't even want to hear Ted Williams chant anymore on Fox News. You idiots. You don't get to dictate. The police officers are dictating how they do their job. They're merely saying, we don't want to take that vaccine. Now, when you have medical professionals that are saying, hey, look, <laughs> we've, we went through the entire coronavirus pandemic and uh, we didn't have a vaccine uh, we had, uh, you know, our normal PPE. Uh, we don't want to take it. Okay, you're fired. I mean, when medical professionals don't even want to take it, that should say something. And again, I will say this all the time and I will repeat this, that if you want to take the coronavirus uh, vaccine, that is something that should be up to you. That is something that you and your doctor should sit down and discuss. Is this something that is going to be okay for me? Are there side effects that may uh, cause problems due to other health issues that I have? Is there something that I can do that uh, can better protect me from things, not only coronavirus, but other things? This is a conversation that you should have with your doctor. This is not a conversation that elected officials should be going off and saying, this is what you're going to do. Like it or not, and if you don't like it, we're going to take everything that you've ever worked hard for and take it away from you. But that's what we're facing. This is not how America works. We're getting closer and closer to tyrants and dictators and Marxists, and it's got to stop. And our elected politicians, they need to realize that this is not how this goes. But we'll see. We'll see whatever happens with that. But, um, you know, the, the delivery... I think has been the biggest problem when it comes to talking to people about the coronavirus vaccine. And I think that if they, if they, if they approached it in a better way, there may have been um, some better results when it came to getting people vaccinated for coronavirus. But you can't keep calling people idiots and expect them to go, oh, I'm sorry, you're right. I'm such an idiot. I'm so stupid. What was I thinking? Hey, let me roll my sleeve up. Come on, give me whatever it is. As a matter of fact, give me two of them. Because I'm such an idiot. Not the best way to do it. Got to work on your people skills. 
It, it doesn't work when you degrade and belittle people. They don't want to work. They don't want to do what you want them to do. You can't do that. It just doesn't happen. So in Seattle, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but Seattle cops are now unfurling the don't tread on me flags on their patrol cars as part of their protest for the vaccine mandate. And the uh, Seattle police cars have been spotted with the Gaddison flags uh, hung over their windows before Washington State's vaccine mandate takes effect. And some officers uh, plan on taking time off to decide what they want to do long term. They don't seem eager to stay with the Seattle PD. And others are explained that they are going to leave this, the, uh, the SPD by the end of the year as a result of this. And this comes from uh, radio host uh, Jason Rands. Who's, who's done a lot of stuff on this. He's, he's done a, a lot of um, exposés on it. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. And he added in saying that officers took these photos in protest of the mandate and showed a bunch of photos uh, with the Gaddison flags on their cars. This is another example, too, by the way, uh, for those who say, oh, well, police officers are just going to do what they're told when it comes down to the government becoming a, a Marxist, socialist, tyrannic government. Um, there's going to be a few. Yes. I think the vast majority of the police officers, though, totally would be on the people's side. But uh, the way the government is approaching this, this is something we need to be very aware of because you know how government works. There's a key word that government always goes off of. Precedence. We did it once. We could do it again. And if you let them get away with it this time, they're just going to do it again. Hang on. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. It's the Brian Russ Show. You're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning. Feeling a little thirsty? Nothing quenches it better than an ice-cold bottle of liberal tears from the Brian Rush Show Bottled Water Company. Now, let's get those tears running on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning. Thanks so much for listening. Beautiful start to the day. 59 degrees on the beach right now. Oh, that is, that is great open the windows and sleep weather. I hope we can get this for a little longer. I haven't, 
I haven't even looked to see how long this cold front is going to last because I'm afraid it's only going to last a few days and I don't want to know. I, I, I just, I want to be surprised when I wake up the next morning and it's 90 degrees. That's all I'm going for. 233-9988. That is the phone number that you can get onto the show this morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Russ Show. Good morning. Hey, this Billy. Is Billy. How yeah, are you? Being a little bit early this morning. That you are. What's uh, going on, buddy? Uh, well, I, I caught you last little bit talking about the cops and all. Uh, yep. You know, it's kind of funny. This time last year, uh, I'm going to go with doctors and nurses for this instance, but uh, they just having to wear their protective gear instead of changing it out because there were shortages. Mm-hmm. Those that were working all these longer hours, being kept from their families, some would get ready to quit, want to quit, and they would be begged to stay. No, we, we, we need you. We need you. Right, they was putting their health at risk, their family's health at risk, their family's well-being relationship-wise. They was doing all that to take care of us, basically. Yep. All right, now we got, we got the vaccines. Okay, you get the jab or you're out. Yeah. Why... Why did they go from heroes to zeros? Yeah, and you know the other thing that uh, that hasn't changed is the survivability rate of the coronavirus. Right. So nothing has uh, changed other than hey, uh, we've got a virus uh, uh, vaccine now. Yeah, I, I got much respect for the medical field, for our cops, uh, firefighters, and whatnot. They're out there. They're they're at, they're at ground zero. Right. They have been the whole time. But now all these, um, uh, well, the best way, all these dumbasses want to get get rid of them because they won't get a jab. Yeah. That should be up to that person. Uh, do I want to get it, or do I not want to get it? That should be up to them. That's a personal call, a personal yep. decision. Absolutely. Uh, Anyway, I'll I'll leave you with that. I just want to get out my two cents worth, and uh, let's go, Brandon. Absolutely. Let's go, Brandon. Thanks, Billy. Appreciate it. Have a fantastic day. Uh, You know, and it it does bring up the question of why have things all of a sudden changed? Why is it that, you know, we have the people that were our heroes? Oh, they're such heroes getting out there on the front lines, and, and they're out there protecting you, and now all of a sudden... We have the coronavirus that still has the same survivability rate. Um, and for the most part, pretty much the same rates across the board. Uh, I mean, they're dropping a lot. But all of a sudden, we have a vaccine. And if you don't take it, you're not as a hero anymore. You're a zero. And you're out there and you're, you're a threat to everybody. Again, vaccines should be up to the individual whether or not they want to get it. But... It does beg the question, what is going on that they are so worried that you have to get it now? you got to get it. If you don't get it, we're going to take everything away from you. It's questions that should be asked. The biggest question that everybody should always learn to ask, and that is, why? Never be afraid to ask that. Hang on, we got to take a break for news. We'll be right back. This is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The Brian Rush Show is on News Talk at 101. All right. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for listening. Good morning. Beautiful morning, too, by the way. If there was a morning I wish I could actually be doing the show in the parking lot, it's today. 
That'd be nice. Just sit outside. I don't even have a window to open up in here. I can't even look out to see how beautiful it's going to be as the sun starts to rise. But it is a nice day. So far, anyhow. So the White House is now out defending uh, Brandon, Joe Biden, uh, with his uh, masklessness that he had at the uh, Washington, D.C. restaurant uh, on Saturday night. And, of course, Circleback Saki, she comes out. And, man, is it just me or is she losing credibility like a waterfall? I mean, it's just, oh, every time she opens up her mouth lately, she's getting angry. Have you noticed how angry Circleback is getting? It's almost like, how dare you people question me? You reporters are supposed to be on our side. What are you doing? And it's like, they've gotten to a point now, they're like, no, I don't think so. But she, uh, she said, I would say, of course, there are moments when we all don't put masks back on as quickly as we should. And this is what she said uh, during a, uh, a press briefing, uh, urging reporters not to lose the forest from the trees on Biden's overall support for masks. Just because he didn't put his mask on doesn't mean he's not serious about you doing it. Remember that. Keep that in your, in your little brains there, reporters, and you, you pee on American people. Your leader has spoken. Don't, don't watch what he's doing. Listen to what he's telling you what to do. But she said that the, the incident was one of Biden's moments in time that don't reflect overreaching uh, or the overarching uh, policy. It really, it's overreaching is what it is. But just because Joe Biden, uh, he didn't put his mask on just as fast as, uh, as he should have. Of course, neither did the first lady. So you mean to tell me that, and the, the video has gone viral on this as well. So you mean to tell me that, uh, okay, I'm done finishing eating here. Okay, uh, I'm going to put my mask on. Uh, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to walk away from my table. I'm going to exit the restaurant, uh, you know, and get into the uh, the car and go back to the White House. So it, it took so long for him to put that mask on. And she continued going on saying that uh, we know masks work. Uh, they're uncomfortable sometimes, and they get uh, they get tired of wearing them. I understand. I really do. Uh, I wear them in the White House. Shut up. Stop telling us what to do. I mean, seriously, stop telling us what to do. Rick Scott now, uh, Senator Scott, he's uh, he's jumping on Dr. Fauci again, uh, and I'm I'm glad people are jumping on this guy. And and still, my question is why. Why do you still have him as a spokesperson at all on the coronavirus? I mean, do you think maybe it's time for somebody to say, Dr. Fauci, thanks for everything. Just retire. Let, let us take it from here. But he went on ABC this week over the weekend. And uh, he was effectively given the vaccine individual's permission to celebrate upcoming holidays, including Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. I'm, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that Dr. Fauci went on ABC this week to say, hey, uh, all of you that got vaccinated, you, you, it's okay. You can celebrate Halloween and you can have Thanksgiving. Uh, you can have uh, Christmas. But those of you that didn't get vaccinated, uh, not so much. You stay home by yourself. You don't need to be uh, hanging around people. But he said, I, I believe strongly that particularly in the vaccinated people, if you are vaccinated and your family members are vaccinated, those who are eligible, that is obviously very young children that are not eligible, that you can enjoy the holidays. You can enjoy Halloween, trick-or-treating, and certainly Thanksgiving with your family 
and Christmas with your family. And he continued using the holidays as another pitch for Americans to pretty much get vaccinated. And he said, when you do that, getting vaccinated, there's no reason at all why you can't enjoy the holidays in a family way, the way we've traditionally done it all along. Hey, Dr. Fauci, how about you just stand and hang on a second. Let me bend over so you can kiss my rosy iris booty. You're not going to tell me that I have to be vaccinated and my family has to be vaccinated for us to celebrate uh, the holidays in the traditional way. Go suck it. Seriously. I don't know who this little Nazi thinks he is that he can tell us that how we're going to be able to celebrate our, our holidays with our families. I don't know about you. I'm, I'm, I'm so sick and tired of hearing that little man speak. But Rick Scott, who's the chairman of the National Republican Senatorial Committee, uh, he dismissed the suggestions of Dr. Anthony, Anthony Fauci uh, that uh, that he can uh, give or take away permissions for Americans to celebrate the holidays with their families and calling it insane that the government thinks it can tell people how to live. He said, we don't need Fauci's permission to celebrate the holidays with family. People are smart. They know how to make decisions that best protect their loved ones. It's insane that the government thinks they can tell people how to live. Dr. Fauci needs to learn to shut it. And this whole idea that the government... Uh, can even remotely tell us, oh, well, you know, if you're not vaccinated, you can't celebrate Christmas with your family. But if you're vaccinated, you can celebrate the traditional way. I'm doing a dramatic pause for a second because I get my blood pressure to drop just a little. But I, I don't know about you. I'm, I'm tired of Dr. Fauci. And he is literally a dictating tyrant Nazi. Thinking that he he can tell us exactly how we can do, what we can do, how we can do it. Somebody needs to tell him to uh, retire. It, it, and if the Democrats were smart at this point, and it's a big if, and I'm, I'm disappointed in the Democrats. I really am. I'm very disappointed in the Democrats because they've always been fantastic at delivering the message. I've disagreed with the message just about all the time, but I can still give them credit with, They've always been fantastic at delivering the message properly. They have been failing so bad lately that it's, it's not even funny. And now we have, uh, it's no longer encouragement. Hey, you know, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. That's encouragement. Oh, I'm going to eat an apple. I don't want to go see the doctor. I want to stay healthy. If you don't take this thing, you're going to go to jail. If you don't take this thing, we're going to fire you from your job. If you don't take this thing, we're going to take your family away from you. What the heck kind of thing does that sound like? That is not America. That's not the way we operate. But yet here we are. We have government officials and the president even for that matter. Telling us exactly what we need to do, how we need to do it, if we could do it, when we can do it according to their permission. This is not the American way, and that's got to stop. And college students are starting to wake up to a lot of the things that are going on as well. And there's college students across the country that are rejecting the school-imposed uh, Chinese coronavirus restrictions. And some of the students are now equating this these rules uh, with the growth of the surveillance state. So not all college students are, are, are brainwashed. 
And a lot of them that may have been a little bit kind of go through the ringer, they're starting to realize, wait a second. Some of the uh, the restrictions that they're upset with include things like tracking them with apps, restricting their travel, threatening them with arrest unless they disclose their vaccination status, and making them leave the classroom if they want to take a sip of water. And according to a report for the Daily Mail, uh, varying Chinese coronavirus restrictions at schools around the country are leading to a messy new era of the pandemic. With one student saying, it feels like the school is blackmailing me. And some institutions only have rules for unvaccinated students, while others dictate the actions of both the vaccinated and unvaccinated, and even require them to mask and undergo weekly testing. It's interesting that the college students now are waking up to exactly what it is that the government is doing. Colorado State University uh, surpassed a typical mandate uh, in favor of threatening to have any student arrested who does not register their vaccine status. Some people allegedly view the mandate as a threat towards unvaccinated students, according to the report. Colorado State University was criticized for sending a letter that warned students that they would face trespassing charges if they were caught on campus without telling faculty whether or not they were vaccinated. The school has since said that the unvaccinated students are welcome. They just need to know who they are. This is an American college, a college inside the United States of America that is doing this. The University of Southern California also reportedly makes students leave the classroom if they want to briefly remove their face mask to take a sip of water. Now, it's okay for you to do that on an airplane when you're in that tiny little tube with the air uh, circulating back and forth within the thing. But if you're in a classroom, uh, which you're probably socially distanced as well, if you want to take a sip of water, you're going to have to leave the room so that you can do it. And you wonder where all this medical information is going. Can professors see it? That comes from a, uh, a University of Southern California sophomore who said that. Ivy League schools like Harvard and Yale are now mandating vaccines for all students. And Princeton and Yale have mandated that the unvaccinated students wear face masks. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here, I got this little yellow star. I just want you to place this right here on the side of it so we know who you are. We just got to know who you are. Many students say that their rules are overreached by college staff and the violation of their privacy. 
And they have organized a uh, change.org petitions to reverse rules like a mandatory bio button at the Oakland University in Michigan that would give students student health data, but also track their movements. This is the stuff that college students are dealing with, and they are upset about it. And they should be. I mean, to think that colleges want to track your movements, want to identify you as a person who is unvaccinated, threaten you with arrest because you're not vaccinated. This is the United States of America again. This is not some some socialist, communist, Marxist country that's doing this. No, this is the land of the, the home of the free and the brave. And yet we have colleges and governments, local governments, state governments, and businesses doing this to the people. Keep pushing it. Keep pushing the people. And let's see what happens. Now that you've uh, ticked off the college students, let's see what else happens. Because if, if you ban a college student from being able to go to college, they got nothing else to do. And they love to protest. Bring it on. Of course, just make sure it's not at the uh, the Capitol building because then you'll be a uh, domestic terrorist and everything else. And that's probably the next label that these college students will get labeled with. You're a domestic terrorist. You, you can't join in on the conversation. This is a mess, I'm telling you. Hang on, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Rush Show. You're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning. Triggering the crazy left is his specialty. The Brian Rush Show. News Talk at 101 is back. All right, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for listening. Good morning. So we talked about this on Friday as it kind of got, uh, it got peaked a little bit in my interest. And it is uh, one of the new bills that is uh, trying to get through uh, the Senate and the House. And it's called the Freedom to Vote Act. I don't know if you've had a chance to read this or not. Uh, it's about 594 pages long. 594 pages. And again, I, I've said this over and over again. They failed with the uh, the For the People Act, which I'm still wondering how much of that is crammed inside the 2,500 pages of the spending bill. That didn't work out. They tried a few other things. That didn't work out. And now they're going to the Freedom to Vote Act. And I love how they name these. They're naming these things as if like, you know, oh my God, I didn't have the freedom to vote. Now I can get the freedom. I got the freedom to vote. Thank God they're going to protect my freedom. They're going to give me that freedom to vote. Wait a second. I already have it. Then what is this all about? Why would you call this a freedom to vote act if I've already got the freedom to vote? I don't get it. What are you doing to me? What are you, what are you lying to me about now? And of course, I wanted to actually do this as my, uh, my weekend reading. Uh, but quite honestly, I did not have the, the the patience to deal with it over the weekend. But a lot of the summary of it, and if you haven't heard about this bill, I posted a link of it uh, on uh, on my Facebook page, the, the Brian Russell Show Facebook page. But the bill basically addresses voter registration and voter access and election integrity and security, uh, as, as well as uh, redistricting uh, and uh, campaign finance. Specifically, the bill expands voter registration uh, such as automatic and same-day registration uh, and voting access uh, by vote by mail and early voting. And it also limits removing voters from the voter rolls. 
because you don't want your local uh, supervisor of elections to be taking all the dead people off and, you know, the people that have, oh, geez, I don't know, moved. Next, the bill also established Election Day as a federal holiday because that's what we need is overpaid federal workers to have another day off. Just because it's a federal holiday doesn't mean diddly squat because a private business doesn't have to give the employees the day off. So another stupid thing. But the bill also declares that the right of a U.S. citizen to vote in any election for federal office shall not be denied or abridged because that individual has been convicted of a criminal offense unless at the time of the election, such individual is serving a felony sentence. The bill established certain federal criminal offenses uh, related to voting. In particular, the bill establishes a new criminal offense for conduct or attempted conduct to corruptly hinder, interfere with, or prevent another person from registering to vote or helping someone register to vote. I wonder if this would apply to things like the Black Panthers back when Obama uh, was running for his second term when they were blocking people from being able to go in and vote. Additionally, the bill sets forth provisions related to election security, including by requiring states to conduct post-election audits for federal elections. The bill outlines criteria for congressional redistricting and general, generally prohibits mid-decade redistricting. The bill addresses campaign finances, including, uh, including by expanding the prohibition of, uh, of campaign spending by foreign nationals, requiring additional disclosure of campaign-related fundraising and spending, and requiring additional disclaimers regarding certain p political advertising and establishing an alternative campaign funding system for certain federal offices. For certain ones. Not all of them. Just what we, the Democrats, decide we want to have. Because remember, there's no bill or law out there that, uh, that gives you the freedom to vote. And if it's not for the Democrats being able to do this, you do realize you'll never be able to vote, right? You're not going to be able to vote. Um, you know, you won't be able to do it the way you want to do it. Uh, if you don't have time, you're going to be out of luck. I mean, uh, you know, if you're black or a woman, you're not going to be able to vote because the Republicans don't want you to vote. Oh, and an ID? What do you need that for? Don't worry. Don't worry about that. Just go up there on election day and say, "Hey, I'm uh, I'm Bob Smith, and I need to uh, I need to vote right now." I mean, because it gives plenty of time to vet to make sure that Bob Smith is not also, uh, you know, registered to vote in the next county or in a state away, or that Bob is even an American citizen to begin with. We don't want to worry about stuff like that. That would uh, that would just be bad. And of course. Every time that the Republicans try to do a reform bill for the election stuff, it gets slammed on hardcore. And there is yet to be a Republican bill that I have read that uh, that takes away any sort of voter restrictions, voter rights or anything. As a matter of fact, it's all about security. Now, this is the Democrats answer to this on a national level. You know, apparently uh, there is some sort of a, an act that needs to be done because the Democrats are at it. And even Gretchen, Whit Gretchen Whit Whitmere, the uh, the governor of uh, of Michigan, she's now vetoed two relatively modest election reform bills. One vetoed bill is the Senate Bill um, SB 280, which is aimed to require uh, the Board of State Canvassers 
to complete the canvas of an initial uh, petition within 100 days uh, after the petition was done. And the second one uh, aimed to require county clerks to update the qualified voter uh, file and to cancel the registration of deceased electors in their county. I mean, that doesn't sound like it's a bad thing. Hey, uh, supervisors of elections in the counties, we want to make sure that you've got the ability to take dead people off the voter rolls so that, you know, they can't continue to vote. And Gretchen, oh, you can't do that. That would be that would be offensive. It would be discriminatory. It would be everything else. How dare you take the rights of a dead person away from being able to vote? That is just, that is wrong. I mean, it's it's one of these things where, you know, uh, you're disgracing their memory. But it, when when governors, the Democrat governors and Democrats in general oppose things like that, it, it's got to go, ding, 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 hang on a second, wait, um... So you're opposed to us taking the dead people off the voter rolls? Um, why? Why would you do that? Why would you take them? Why would you not want to take them off the voter rolls? What's the point in having dead people still on the voter roll? You got anything on that one? Uh, oh, oh, because they can still vote. Okay, I got it. I got it now. So you got to pay attention to what it is that the Democrats really, truly want to have continued with the integrity of our election system. I mean, the, a common sense thing would say, I mean, I, I get the whole argument about whether or not somebody lives there or not and whether they're a citizen or not. You know, there could be the dispute to the argument to figure out. But a dead person is a dead person. I mean, look, hey, uh, let's see. Uh, John Doe here. Here's his death certificate. Uh, yep, John died. Uh, he's uh, he's no longer living, no longer breathing. So, um, yeah, you uh, should be able to take him right off the voter rolls. <gasps> How dare you do that? You can't do that to the dead people. I mean, seriously, I would love, I would love for somebody to ask a Democrat to explain why you need to leave the dead people on the voter rolls. Just to hear their answer. I mean, that's got to be a priceless answer. I want to hear it. I really do. Hang on. We got to take a break. Coming up here for news at the top of the hour. And of course, don't forget to follow the show on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the Brian Rush Show. Always posting things up on there. Uh, also, the show is podcasted. So if you want to hear the entire thing or miss some of it, you can still hear it. Just find your favorite podcasting service and it is there. Hang on. We will be right back. This is the Brian Rush Show. Sometimes the only way to stop him from talking is to cut his mic off and play some commercials. But don't worry. He'll probably pick right back up where he left off. More of the Brian Rush Show is next on News Talk at 101. WYOO Springfield. Serving Lynn Haven, Mexico Beach, and Northwest Florida. This is News Talk at 101. Panama City's information station. Now. Ladies and gentlemen. Get started. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches. This is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The Brian Rust Morning Show. Melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch. And doing it with a smile. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. All right. Welcome back to hour number two of the show. Good morning. Thanks so much for listening. I just want to remind you. Because if I don't, the Democrats will remind you. That uh, if you were to think that a foreign national coming into our country illegally, 
without being checked. Just kind of, hey, come on in here. Uh, would ever be a bad thing. Uh, you're, uh, you're a bad person for thinking that. Now, with that said, let me talk about uh, the state of New Jersey. There's an illegal alien. I can call him that because, well, that's what he is. And, and, if, and if a progressive doesn't like it, then... But this illegal alien that is uh, living in New Jersey. Uh, he is from the Dominican Republic. He's 31 years old. I'm not even going to say his name because it doesn't. It's to me, his name's not worth it. But he's been charged with second degree aggravated assault and second degree endangering the welfare of a child. After the prosecutors alleged that he shook a three month old baby into unconsciousness, this illegal alien who had been working at a warehouse in Garfield, New Jersey, was arrested uh, back on the 13th following an investigation by the Garfield Police Department. Uh, in the Bergen County Prosecutor's Office. And according to the prosecutors, an unresponsive three-month-old baby was brought into the Hackensack University Medical Center on October 2nd. Uh, following a medical examination, the baby was found to have been suffering uh, from, <clears throat> from, ex from injuries consistent with uh, the shaken baby syndrome. Prosecutors uh, then decided that they were going to go after this guy. Uh, they determined that the baby had uh, suffered long-term abuse. And the, uh, the prosecutors say that uh, he had had the baby in his custody at the time the injuries occurred. The guy does uh, remain in jail right now pending an initial appearance in court. And, of course, ICE uh, has confirmed to the, uh, the Daily Voice uh, that he has been placed on a detainer, or that they have placed a detainer on this guy requesting that he be turned over in custody and released from when he's released from jail. And he should be. Send him right back to the Dominican Republic because we don't need that type of stuff here. But... That's not where it ends. It's, it's not just a one, one story and it's done and all, all these people are bad. No. We got more than that. And, of course, one of the concerns that we have is the number of Afghans that are just being brought in here and dumped into our cities and dumped into our military bases without being properly vetted. And now there's a new report that is out that rampant domestic abuse by Afghan males is happening at the U.S. bases which has now prompted the U.S. military to deploy. <laughs> I can't say this with a straight face. I can't. Gender and protection advisors. Sweet Jesus. I'm just... Why is it that I don't drink during this show? Seriously. It's just... Gender and protection advisors. We have Afghan males that are now here on U.S. military bases, living there temporarily until uh, the Biden administration just dumps them into our communities. And because of the fact that there is domestic abuse that is going on, the military is now issued gender and protection advisors, have deployed them into the bases to talk to these men about abusing uh, the women and children. I have a much better idea. Are you ready for this idea? Here we go. First off, you're coming to America. There are certain things that you are going to have to abide by. And the first one is this. We don't beat women and children here in this country. Period. End of story. No discussion. No what ifs. No how abouts. No my religion. None of it. You want to do it? You're not going to live here. So here's how we handle it. We don't send gender protection advisors 
into talk to them. Basically, we're talking about social workers. Hi, Mr. Afghan. Um, we would really like it if you didn't smack the women around. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Instead of all of that BS, let's just do this. Give a real man three and a half minutes in a room with the guy. Three and a half minutes, no windows, no cameras, no nothing. Just three and a half minutes. When said man is done with that, and actually, you know what? There's some women we could do this with too because there's some women that could handle this. And, and I, actually, that would probably be better. Get me a woman that could do this. Put her in the room with the guy. Beat the ever-living crap out of him. Drag him by his hair to a waiting aircraft and dump his happy butt back in Afghanistan. And also, while you're at it, say, hey, uh, Taliban, we got everything we needed out of this guy. He's yours. Problem solved. Oh, and make an example of him, too. Don't do it all in, in, in secret and silence. Do it, like, literally build a little box in front of all of the men that are at this base that are accused of doing any domestic violence. Make them all stand around that so they can hear kind of what's going on. See the said man be now dragged from the, the, uh, the box by a woman who just taught him a lesson. And let him be dragged out to the airplane, loaded up, and then she or the next woman can step up and go, all right, which one of you gentlemen is next? You want to teach a lesson? Teach a lesson. Instead, we're in this, oh, my God, we can't. Oh, my God, he is abusing women. We need to bring gender and protection advisors in. Can you imagine what that conversation would be like? I mean, seriously. Because any man that I know, a real man, who is faced with having to have a discussion with somebody who is beating another woman or a child, I can tell you right now, that man would not be going, bro, dude, what's going on here? Uh, you like, you can't be like, um, you know, hitting the women. No. If the guy is able to walk out on his own, he would be lucky. But I can imagine these conversations and how this would go. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, I'm just here with the uh, the the gender and protection services. I'm a, I'm your advisor. Hi, how are you today? Oh, um, yeah, I'm here to talk about how you slapped your wife, and you know that's just not an acceptable form here. And um, we're gonna have to ask you not to do that anymore. Is that okay? What if he says, no, that's not okay because that is the that is my belief. And it is my right to beat my wife. Oh, um, did you say that that was your belief and your right? Ooh, um, can, can I come back in just a minute? I, I need to consult with, um, with the, the, my other advisors just to check on this. Cause I want to make sure we're not offending you. Are you you're not offended, are you? Because uh, to me, I, I think you're offended. You may be offended by my, my coming in here and tell, are you offended? This is the type of sissy crap that we're dealing with all the time. I mean, my idea of a gender and protection advisor in a situation like this, there might be some bloodshed. There might be a, 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 a bloody nose. There might be a black eye. Eh, that shoulder, eventually you might be able to use it again. But as part of Joe Biden's massive resettlement operation, we've got about 53,000 Afghans here already. And at least uh, 95,000 is what the, the target was, which means you know that it's going to be 200,000. And these Afghans are currently temporarily living in eight different military bases across the country, which include Wisconsin, New Jersey, Texas, Indiana. Oh, go ahead and let them do that in Texas. Have a Texan do that. Hi, y'all. How you doing? I'm here from the Gender and Protection Advisors. We're going to have a chat for a second. Have a seat. Oh, that would be, oh, that would be great. I'd love that. Hey, you saw that there whip that they were talking about with the Border Patrol? <laughs> Buddy, you ain't seen nothing yet. Let me tell you how you treat a woman because <laughs> you obviously don't know. Uh, other places uh, include uh, New Mexico and Virginia uh, where we've had this problem. And, of course, Fort McCoy in Monroe, Wisconsin, um, is where the most Afghans have been. And the, the struggle has pretty much been big time with the domestic violence. But this is what they're doing. Th this is the culture that we live in. We got to, yes, we got to send in those gender and protection advisors to go, hi, how are you today? I'm willing to bet that they'll get slapped around. Just, I, I can't take it anymore. And every day, if they said, uh, what was this? It was um, the chief gender advisor for the U.S. Indigo Pacific Command. <laughs> I would be embarrassed having that being my job title. I mean, seriously, that would just, that's embarrassing. Uh, but the U.S. military has sent gender and protection advisors to Fort McCoy to handle the domestic abuse child care emergencies in the upcoming winter for the thousands of Afghan refugees. Well, the good thing is, is the winter is not fighting season, right? When it's winter, they, they stop fighting. It's like they go into fighting hibernation. So you got all winter to, to make sure that the women are okay. But uh, this chief gender advisor had said every day there's a call for domestic violence, uh, Mediation trying to get the victims to a safe place, coordination with law enforcement, such as FBI and the military police and other agencies. This is a simple way of doing it. And I've already said it. I don't need to go back into it. 
There's no place for domestic violence here in the country. If you want to come here to the United States of America, you're going to live by our rules, or I'm going to tell you what. We're going to send you down to Texas. We got this guy. His name is Bubba, and he would love to sit down and have a nice little chat with you, sir, about how to treat a woman. How you doing? But this, I just, it, it's insanity. It really, truly is. And then the story goes on, too, about, um, you know, harassment from male refugees, uh, you know, harassing people about their clothes and their bodies. And we don't need this here. I can only imagine what these male Afghanis that are that are abusing the women and children would do when they come across, geez, I don't know, a transgender. Oh, oh, that would probably that would go over like a wet fart in church. Two, three, three, ninety nine, eighty eight. That is the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Russ show. Good morning. Good morning, Tom. How are you? I'm doing fine. <clears throat> yeah, um, it would go over like a wet fart in church, but you, you know, buddy. I, it's hard to find the words for this, isn't it? Because, you know, you just you want to say certain things that, you know, you can't say on the radio. Oh, absolutely. Because the freaks are listening. Yep. And they're going to come after you. They came after me several, several times on Facebook for, for quotes that I've read right out of the law book. And uh, the children and the women from these other countries, they're, uh, and I'm making excuses, that this is their lifestyle, and they came here to try to get away from that. Yeah. And we've got such a, we've got such a spineless White House. You, you know, Biden's whole deal was to turn this country upside down, and he's done it. Oh, yeah. Now, the only way it's going to slow down is like the sheriff in Texas last night on TV. He's forming a Texas militia. Yeah, there's, there, I'm sure there's a lot of militias out there that are already formed and and ready to yeah, go. But they're, you they're know, hunting, they're hunting guns and vehicles and radios because America's getting tired. Yeah, and if the cops and the FBI got we're going to take care of it ourselves. You know, we have a Florida militia that was activated back in the Cuban crisis. Yeah. So, well, you know, I, I don't think that Americans and, can and take it too long. Start, when that starts, uh, the men in the militia aren't going to have the understanding and the patience that no. the law enforcement have to have. And it's, and, and it's not a threat. It's just it's going to get bad. Yeah, you, you can only push people so far before people snap. You know, in, in 2016 is, is a minor example of that. Middle America, you know, they, they, were, they were living their lives, leave us alone. And finally they said, you know what, enough is enough. And that's when a lot of people spoke up and they voted for somebody like Donald Trump. And now you see everything that's going on in the past just 10 months, just the 10 months alone, let alone everything that the Democrats threw at us during the, the, the four years of Donald Trump. People are going to get fed up and it's going to get to a breaking point. And I, I hope more than everything that it doesn't get to a violent breaking point, but it is getting to a point. And then when you have things like this story, you know, uh, you know, dealing with the the domestic abuse, and we're going to send in gender and protection advisors. So come on, it's it's just ridiculous where the country's going. It really is, Tom. Well, one more thing, and I'll let you go. Yeah, <clears throat> you know the missile testing that they're doing now. Yeah, in China. China. Let me, let me tell you what, Kerry. Wants us to go to war so bad he can't sleep at night. Because understand this, son, and y'all out there in the radio world, remember this. 
the military complex is losing billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. We're going to go to war somewhere. Yeah, and it's amazing that the Democrats right now are the ones that are always like, are th that are now the ones eager to go to war. You know, it used to be the Republicans are, oh, the Republicans are a bunch of warmongers. And now it's the Democrats. But uh, they need to be careful what they wish for because uh, it may happen, just not in the way that they were anticipating. Hey, Tom, we're up against our break. And Thanks for the call. And these missiles, real quick. Yeah. When they do get to a point, they fire these missiles into the United States. The Democrats need to realize it's going to kill their cities. Yeah, well, you know, the one the thing that... Uh, cities are Democrats, and that's where they're going to hit. Well, you know what? They don't actually have to, to bomb the United States to, to really cripple us. If you were to send an electronic pulse bomb over the center of America and it knocks out all the electronics, there are so many people that are so dependent upon electronics that life would stop for them and they wouldn't know what to do. A third of them would commit suicide if they didn't have their air conditioning. <laughs> uh, well, you know, air conditioning, that is pretty vital. But I could go without my iPhone for a little while. <laughs> hey, <laughs> God bless you. Absolutely. Thank God for Ron Francis. Thank you, Tom, for the call. We do appreciate it. We'll talk with you soon. Uh, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. This is The Brian Rush Show. You're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning. Good morning, America. Let's see if we can offend some liberals. The Brian Ross Morning Show is on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning. Thanks so much for listening. So CEO of Domino's Pizza, Rich Allison, says that the United States needs more immigration to drive up the nation's population. What? That's a different statement. <laughs> I mean, normally you're hearing about how, oh, we got to decrease the population. There's too many people. But no, in an interview that he did with CNBC's Jim Cramer, he's urged an increase in legal immigration levels. Oh, that's got to take off some of those on the left. What do you mean legal? Why does it got to be legal? Why are you like, a, that is offensive towards the illegals. Shut up. Sit down. Uh, but he said in the U.S., with the minimal population, population growth organically, we need immigration in our industry to continue to have enough team members. And he said that, um, you know, at the current legal immigration levels, where more than 1.2 million legal, legal immigrants are awarded green cards annually, about one in six U.S. residents have been born outside of the country by the, the 2060 Census Bureau uh, has already found. And the foreign-born population in the U.S. is expected to reach 69 million in the next four decades. The latest Bureau of Labor and Statistics data from uh, September shows that nearly 20 million Americans remain unemployed or underemployed by, what, uh, by all what want full-time jobs with good wages and competitive benefits. The joblessness rate includes 7.7 .7 million Americans who are unemployed, including an unemployment rate for teenagers that exceed 11%. Uh, likewise, another 6 million Americans are jobless uh, who want full-time work, including 450,000 Americans who do not believe there are, there are any jobs in the workforce for them. I got a couple of things to say on that. I've only got two and a half minutes. But first off, yeah, there's a lot of teenagers that are, that are unemployed. And the reason for that is because of the fact we have made it unfeasible for businesses to hire non-skilled workers such as teenagers we've gotten rid of all of those jobs and then the jobs that we do have for them 
businesses can't afford and they're not they're not going to pay $15 an hour for some 16-year-old kid who doesn't know anything about anything when it comes to the workforce. You got to learn somewhere. And that's why we had jobs this Oh, I hate going into this explanation because you guys know it. You guys totally get it. But, um, you know, in addition to that, we have people that, that complain about, well, I'm not making enough money. And granted, everybody wants to make more money. I mean, I make decent money. And I probably, I make, I make over the median income uh, in, in the town with, with just my full-time job. And you know what? I look at what I do on a daily basis and, and how much I work and what I put into it. And yeah, you know what? I want to be paid more money. Am I going to find another job in this area that pays exactly what I'm paid now and does what I know? But of course, I want more money. And so doesn't everybody. But you also got to get to the point where you earn that money. And too many people have lost that factor where they, they don't realize you got to earn that money. And, and I'm sorry, there are certain jobs that are entry level into the workforce that just does not pay a quote unquote livable wage because it is not intended to be a job that you live off of. It is an entry level job, which is one of those things that is perfect for what? Teenagers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And again, uh, it's one of these things where if you want to be worth more money, make yourself worth it. Prove to your employer you're worth it. That's how you make the money. Not just, oh my God, give me the money. Hang on, we got to take a break for Fox News. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Rush Show. Good morning. This is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The Brian Rush Show is on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for listening. Good morning. Oh, so L.A. Man, L.A., what a what a mess. Literally, it's a mess. And the former mayor of Los Angeles, and, and I, I'm going to butcher this guy's name so bad that I'm not even going to try it. I'm just going to call her former Mayor Antonio. So Mayor Antonio, uh, who was the mayor prior to uh, the current mayor, Eric Garcetti, uh, who, by the way, is uh, leaving uh, the city of Los Angeles as the mayor to become the next ambassador uh, to India under the, uh, the Biden administration. But uh, Mayor Antonio, he uh, did an interview with NBC Los Angeles, and he pretty much slammed the current city administration uh, in that interview this weekend, suggesting that Mayor uh, Garcetti, uh, he's failed. 
He failed big time uh, when it comes to uh, that particular city. And he said, uh, in what appeared to be a pretty stinging critique of his successor, uh, Los Angeles' former mayor, Antonio, uh, had called the city that he once led rudderless and adrift. He said, I was born and raised here, and I have lived here in my entire life, and I have never seen this town so dirty. I've never seen crime go up so quickly. The spread of homelessness. I think there's a lack of clear leadership in this town. And when pressed, the 41st mayor of Los Angeles said that his criticism wasn't entirely about Mayor uh, Eric Garcetti, nor did he blame the current mayor for leaving office early to take a job with the Biden administration. Nevertheless, he did argue that uh, there was a lack of leadership coming from the city hall, uh, which he hears all over the town. Uh, Garcetti, by the way, is now in his second term and has promised uh, four years to address the homelessness, but has, uh, well, he hasn't done diddly about it. I mean, all of Southern California just seems to be falling apart. The homelessness issue, the, the dirty cities, the dirty, just creepy, just ugh. It's constantly growing there. And it's uh, it's not a surprise to see somebody like the former mayor talking about how incredibly dirty that city is. And so many Democrat-run cities are like that. It's disgusting. And, of course, while we're talking about uh, California, you know, one of the big problems that we're having with our supply chain is the, the, the fact that we can't get um, essentially enough uh, trucks in there to to get all the cargo out. And that's been a problem. Our supply chain right now is a huge problem. And and thank God for Pete Buttigieg. If it wasn't for Pete Buttigieg, man, we would we would be in trouble. All right, maybe not. There's some fact checks now that are uh that are checking uh, on Buttigieg with his brags about the inflation boosted by retail sales. I don't know if you heard that one the other day. And I'm going to call these Buddha facts. So uh, the claim is, is that uh, the Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, sought to uh, put a pretty bunch of a positive spin on inflation. <laughs> because, hey, there's nothing uh, nothing depressing about having to pay more. Well, you're paying $3.30 for gas? Oh, well, hey, look, let me, let, me, let me give you the positive side of it. But over the weekend, he uh, pointed out that retail sales were up a lot in September and high record imports of goods were responsible for stressed supply chains. That's his claim. The verdict on that is that it's misleading. A big part of the gain was simply consumers paying higher prices. Real sales adjusted for inflation were unimpressive. Wait. So, like, you're just paying more money for it? But uh, I don't get it. Hey, did I, did I share my new babies? Demand is off the charts, Buttigieg said on CNN's State of the Union program. Retail sales are through the roof. Now, the issue is, even though our ports are handling more than ever have record amounts of goods coming through, our supply chains can't keep up. U.S. retail sales rose 0.7% last month compared to a year ago when sales were up 13.9%. Hey, Pete, do me a favor. Do the world a favor. Don't teach your new kids math. Please don't do it. 
But the producer price index for final demand was uh, up about 8.3% over uh, over the year to year. And the index for goods, which makes up the bulk of retail sales, rose 1.5% on a monthly basis. The consumer price index rose uh, about 5.4% on the core goods. But uh, Pete Buttigieg on the Budafax, uh, no, uh, you're wrong. And the great thing about Pete Buttigieg, are you ready for this? I can't wait. I got, I'm gonna I'm gonna pencil in some time for this. Amazon now releases a Pete Buttigieg documentary, trailing him and his uh, and his partner on their paternal leave. Yeah, I can't wait for this. I'm gonna watch it. The Amazon Prime uh, released the the trailer for Mayor Pete uh, for a documentary on the transportation secretary uh, Pete Buttigieg. Uh, in his failed White House run, and the trailer comes amid the controversy of the Biden administration's official uh, taking paid paternity leave since mid-August uh, mid as the U.S. faces a massive supply chain crisis. I'm interested to see how this is going to turn out, if it's going to be a pro-Buttigieg or an anti-Buttigieg. The documentary uh, details his rise from Indiana mayor to a failed Democrat presidential candidate to Biden administration cabinet official. Uh, Buttigieg's relationship with his husband uh, and the navigation of their relationship it appears to be the central theme of the uh, the film. <sighs> Can't wait. The film, by the way, is rated R. What could possibly be it? Never mind, I don't want to know. But the supply chain continues on having problems and there's a billionaire supermarket uh, chain owner who warns food prices will go up tremendously. Appearing on Fox Business News Network, uh, the, uh, I don't even know how you say the name of that. I've never heard of the, the chain before, but um, the guy, uh, his name is John Katasabas. Uh, I don't know, can you pronounce? How do people pronounce these names? How do you spell them? How do you, here's something I don't understand sometimes. I don't know, I'm horrible when it comes to pronouncing names. I get it. But it's almost like somebody goes, hey, here's the alphabet. Shlam. Okay, that's a good last name. How do they come up with some of these last names? They don't, I don't care. Anyhow. Uh, so this guy warned that food prices will continue to soar as president Joe Biden's administration uh, struggles to contain the rising inflation. I mean, just check with Pete Buttigieg. He'll give you the answers. Come on. Maria Bartiroma uh, said, we're talking about the disruptions in the supply chain and inflation being real issues. What are you seeing from your standpoint in regards to both of these issues? The guy responded that we're both in the oil business and food business. So I see all the ends of the chain. We're at almost $84 uh, for a barrel this morning. He says we're going to see $100 oil, and it looks like uh, there's no sign of it stopping. Jeez, you know what? What could we have done to stop and prevent that part? Oh, God, what was it? Uh, Donald Trump was on to it. I can't remember what it was. Uh, oh, yeah, oil independence because we got our own. <laughs> Whatever. Moving on, Donald Trump doesn't know anything about business. Uh, so there's no signs of apparently of it stopping, according to this guy. And he said, you know how COOs, they're CEOs on Wall Street. They live quarter by quarter. And if they are off a penny in earnings, Wall Street is not forgiving. So what are the CEOs doing? They're raising prices. They want to be ahead of the curve. I see food prices going up tremendously. They want to be ahead of the curve. And the way we are doing it is uh, they're dropping all promotions they're dropping low-moving items. 
So beware, that is one of the things that we're going to start seeing. And we're starting to see it a little bit already, uh, especially when it comes to meat. But you know, the whole reason for the meat prices is because cows fart uh, and it's ruining the environment. Of course, if you eat more cows, there's less cows to be out there farting, therefore less damage to the environment. And that's my philosophy. It makes sense to me. And I've all my guy friends that I talk to, they, they seem to be in agreement with that too. So we'll go with that. But the National Association of Home Builders, the CEO of that group, is saying that the supply chain is a looming crisis for housing market. On Monday, uh, he was on uh, Fox News or Fox Business News' Varney and Company. And the National Association of Home Builders CEO, Jerry Howard, he said that the supply chain is going to be a major problem if we don't fix it very soon. And, he, and it's a looming, looming crisis. He stated that uh, we're looking at an increase in home prices at least a few thousand dollars, depending on where you are and what products you are talking about. He said that the supply chain is going to be a major problem if we don't get it fixed very soon. Everything from lumber to drywall to concrete to appliances, three, four months delays as products sit on the boats in these ports around the country. He says it's a looming, looming crisis. And he added, obviously, time is money. And the longer it takes, the more it's going to add to the price of the house. And right now, we're looking at a few thousand dollars, depending on where you are, the products that you want in it. Housing affordability is a problem. And as you just said on the previous report in the rental market, and now it's getting to be a problem for first-time home buying market. This doesn't bode well for the housing or the economy. But don't worry about it because... You know, it's, it's like, it's rising. So it's, 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 I got to go take care of my babies. Okay, Mayor Pete, you go do that. while somebody else that's an adult can take charge of things. But this is one of the things we got to watch out for is that the, with the, the rising problems with our supply chain, but don't worry about it because Joe Biden is on it. He is, he's worked out a deal to make the port in Long Beach, California to go 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Not sure how that's going to work. This means what, Joe? That you can unload more boats faster, more? What? I did, but the problem is not unloading the boats because if you see an aerial of the Long Beach docks, there's no room to put any other stuff from other boats. The problem is stemming. You can't get it from the docks on out. And again... Don't blame the truckers, but there's many truckers who don't want to go to California to pick stuff up because of, yes, the regulations. I think maybe if they really, truly want to solve this crisis, here's an idea. Uh, number one, uh, remove some of the restrictions and regulations that truckers have to be under. Obviously, there's some safety ones that you want to work with. Uh, you don't want them, you know, driving 24 hours straight without a break. You know, obviously, you want the brakes in there, so they're good. But there's so many other restrictions that they need to lift. And on top of that, maybe we should do something with an incentive for especially a lot of these independent truck drivers that are not working for the, the big chains. Maybe a tax break for them. Even if it's just a temporary, hey, for the next six months, uh, you pay zero taxes or half the taxes or something uh, on your income that you make. 
just to give an incentive for truckers to go, all right, let's go to California. Let's go pick up some stuff. And also knock it off with the restrictions of, oh, you got to have your COVID shot. Really? I'm driving in a truck all by myself and you want me to have a COVID shot. I'm not with anybody, just by myself. Oh yeah, you want me to wear a mask too? How about a biohazard suit while we're at it? Maybe that's what they need to get this all going. I don't know. But um, don't take advice from Pete Buttigieg because I don't think he uh, I don't think he gets it. I really don't. Hang on, I've got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Russ Show. You're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning. snowflakes faster than a blowtorch and doing it with a smile. The Brian Ross Morning Show is on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning. Thanks so much for listening. So have you read about uh, one of Joe Biden's nominees? (laughs) Oh, this one here. Joe Biden's nominee for the top banking post in his administration is now refusing to give the United States Senate her thesis on Karl Marx. Senator Pat Toomey, the top Republican in the Senate Banking Committee, had asked uh, Suli Amovala earlier this month uh, for the document and other papers. She omitted uh, from a disclosure package that's standard for nominees to submit to the Senate. Toomey to ask for the documents by October 13th, and she did not hand over the papers. A spokesperson for the Republicans on the panel had told the, uh, the Epic Times in an email uh, that she had the time to attack uh, Republicans in an interv- interview with the Financial Times, but she can't bother to comply with banking committee requirements that nominees, regardless of their political party or ideology, submit copies of their writings. Spokesperson continued on saying that we're currently hoping that she reconsiders so senators have the information necessary to fulfill their, their constitutional duties to advise and consent on appointments. In the interview, uh, she had claimed that uh, she is being held to a different standard because she's a, a born in uh, Kazakhstan, which uh, is part of the Soviet Union at the time when she was born there. She says, I'm an easy target. I'm an immigrant. I'm a woman. I'm a minority. Shut your mouth. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm so sick of hearing that as being an, 
oh my God, I'm an immigrant, I'm a minority, and I'm a woman, and why are you treating me like this? Because they do it as a standard to everybody, you stupid nitwit. Already you disqualify yourself from being part of the banking, uh, the top banking post in the administration because you're a whiny little brat. Be a grown-up, be a professional, and actually go, all right, guys, yes, I want to be the head person in the banking area. Uh, here's all my stuff. Let's talk about it. Oh, my God, I'm being picked on. You're not being picked on. Knock it off. I'm so tired of these lefties that do this. I'm, I'm, I'm just being a target. You're picking on me. No, it's a standard thing that is done with every single nominee regardless. Just do what you're told. This is how the government works. If you want this position, you have got to submit so they can figure out whether or not you're the right person. And considering you have a history of supporting Karl Marx theories and you did a thesis on Karl Marx, well, maybe you should, uh, you should provide that. Or just go, you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm not the person for this position. I'm going to back off a little bit. But she won't give it over. Uh, and, and, of course, she claims she's an easy target. And, and asked if some of the criticism against her was racist. She said, oh, what do you think she said? Yes. And what a classic response from the extreme left according to the, the, uh, the spokesperson, when they can't defend their bad ideas, they resort to accusing critics of being racist misogynists. Toomey said on the Senate floor that his opposition to her stems from her ideas and policy proposals, not her background. Biden had nominated uh, this little whiny baby for the position of the, the comptroller of currency in September. So this is a person that the president of the United States wants to have basically oversee our currency. And she's whining and crying because the Senate committee that has to make sure that she's the appropriate person for the job uh, wants to see some paperwork, especially the stuff that she did on Karl Marx. And she turns around, oh my God, I'm just an easy target because I'm an immigrant minority and a woman and you're being racist. <laughs> See, there's reasons for why I probably should not be in office. If I was in the Senate, I would need a spokesperson because <laughs> I would end up saying stuff that would just, it would I, knock it off. Knock it off, you giant crybaby. Just give them the information that they're looking for so they can determine whether or not you're a good person for the position. But Karl Marx, he's, but you're a racist. That's all you got to put up with with these with the extremists on the left. That's all they complain about. 233-9988 is the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Good morning, Brian. Hey, Tom. It's Tom. When are these street-walking Democrats uh, going to get their heads out of where the sun shines? Can't they They don't. What's happening to? I mean, the street-walking Democrat that lives next door to you, when are they going to wake up? You know what? I don't know. Uh, some of them are doing it slowly, but... I see the thing that I don't get is the brainwashing. I don't understand how some people can't look at situations, especially like this woman uh, who's complaining about this. And, and, and at some point, how can you not step back 
regardless of your political ideology and go, geez, why is it everybody's always complaining about the same thing? Uh, everybody's being racist. Everybody's being misogynist. Why? And how they can't just step back and look at it and go, hmm, this doesn't make sense. I don't get it. I really don't. Well, that's the only vehicle the Democrats got left. Mm -hmm. Racism. Yeah. Um, gender equality. You, you know. Um, yeah, everything's not fair. This isn't fair. Yeah. I should have this. This isn't fair. It's like, oh, life isn't fair. I hate to break the news to you. I don't know. I don't know why your parents didn't tell you that, but, you know, life isn't fair. And that's probably the whole reason for why you left uh, Kazakhstan and came to America because life wasn't fair in Kazakhstan. And it's not fair here either. You got to work for things. Well, the, 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 she's bringing her, of course, we know she's bringing her theories and ideas to America. Mm -hmm. But but I, I ran into something yesterday at Lowe's I want to share with you real quick. Yeah. I, I think the audience will get a kick out of our young people today. I went in to buy some uh, some boards at uh, Lowe's yesterday, and I was, when I was checking out, I asked for my uh, veteran's preference. And uh, she was looking it up, and she couldn't find it. And I said, young lady, you, you know why I asked for my veteran's preference 10%? And she said, no, sir, I don't. I said, and this isn't a war story. Uh, this is just thousands of us over the same pay. Don't take me. I'm not haunting. But I said, when I was in Vietnam, I was in the infantry. And I made $147 a month. She looked at me. She says, well, if I was you, I'd quit. <laughs> That's our young people today. That it is. That is That sums it up perfectly. Hey, Tom, thanks so much for the call. Do appreciate it. we got to take a break for news. We will be right back. Sometimes the only way to stop him from talking is to cut his mic off and play some commercials. But don't worry. He'll probably pick right back up where he left off. More of The Brian Rush Show is next on News Talk at 101. WYOO Springfield. Serving Parker, Panama City Beach, and Northwest Florida. This is News Talk at 101. Panama City's information station. Now. Ladies and gentlemen. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches. This is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The Brian Rust Morning Show. Melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch. And doing it with a smile. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to hour number three of the show. Good morning. Thanks so much for listening. Sorry, I... I messed up my earpiece. I had to fix that a little bit. That way I can hear what's going on in the show today. How you doing? You doing good? All right. Going to be a nice day today. I'm enjoying all of this nice, cool weather. I don't know about you, but last night was a perfect night for the windows open. Just kind of stare at the sky. And that moon this morning. I don't know if you saw that. Holy cow. Uh, it was a, a gorgeous moon. So, January 6th and the insurrection. Oh, yes. Here we go. I thought we were done using that word, the insurrection, on January 6th. The Democrats will not let this go. They will not let it go to save the world. We could be at the, the, the brink of destruction from an alien uh, attack, and all they do is look at us and say, stop saying insurrection, let it go, and we'll let you live. They'll go, insurrection! Donald Trump, bad. And it would destroy us all. They just, they can't let it go. Instead of focusing on, you know, hey, 
Well, let's talk about all the great stuff that I can do for you as a Democrat. No, they continue on it. And the White House is uh, backing some of the comments that Joe Biden had made over the weekend regarding the January 6th protest uh, at the Capitol. Biden apparently told some reporters out on the South Lawn uh, that he thinks that the U.S. Justice Department should prosecute people who defy subpoenas to testify before the U.S. House Select Committee. He said that I hope that the committee goes after them and holds them accountable. And he said that regarding to those who defy the subpoenas and, and asked whether or not he believes the Justice Department should prosecute them. Biden uh, told reporters, I do, yes. Again, this is the president of the United States. And let me remind you that it was the president of Russia, Putin, who pointed out that the United States government is holding in jail political dissidents for using their First Amendment right to address their grievances to the government. Think about that. The Russian president pointed that out. Meanwhile, the American president is saying, yeah, I do think that we should prosecute these people and put them in jail. When Fox News had asked uh, yesterday why Biden seemed to break his promise not to enter into any discussion of whether or not the cases the DOJ should bring or not bring, White House Secret Press Secretary Circleback Saki reiterated a tweet that she had put out uh, back on the 15th. And Saki told uh, reporters that the president continues to believe that January 6th is one of the darkest days in our democracy. He also continues to believe that the Department of Justice has the purview and the independence to make decisions about prosecutions. And that continues to believe, be his view and continues to be how he will govern. January 6th was not the darkest day of our democracy. It really wasn't. And, and I think if the Democrats and, and those in Washington don't change course, they may see the darkest day of our democracy. It was such a small percentage of people that took part in the event at the Capitol. And yet every single Donald Trump supporter uh, is is guilty of all of this. And again, this is when we look at the word precedence. It is the government's favorite word. Precedence. If they're able to take the people from the January 6th insurrection of the Capitol and hold them in jail indefinitely and prosecute them for violating... Uh, well, for the for doing their own First Amendment rights, essentially, is what they did. What is to stop the government? What is to stop the FBI, the Department of Justice, from going, well, you know, we have precedents based on the January 6th riot, uh, so this is what we're going to do with this situation. This is what we're going to do with that situation. And how much more is it going to escalate? Remember, there are Americans that are still sitting in jail, and not just in some cushy jail uh, you know, where they're, they're, some of them are in solitary confinement for their roles in the January 6th uh, riot at the Capitol. This is the type of stuff that you see in communist, socialist, Marxist kind of countries 
where they attack people like that that are political dissidents, lock them up in jail, silence them. And this is exactly what's going on here in the country. And the president says, oh, this, is, this is how I'm going to continue to govern. The hell you are. Keep it up. That's all I got to say, Joey. Keep it up. It's not going to turn out all that great. And we have more on the left that, that just, they harp on this so horribly. Carl Bernstein, uh, who is a CNN political analyst, he said uh, yesterday on Anderson Cooper 360 that he believed former President Donald Trump was a rogue criminal president. What? And according to Bernstein, Trump was perpetrating that lie that he won the, Janu the 2020 presidential election, which is undermining American democracy. Well, if, if saying that you won the election is perpetrating the democracy, then wouldn't that also apply to, oh God, what's her name? Hillary Clinton? Would it not also apply to any of the Democrats that continued to push this, that uh, Hillary Clinton won and that Donald Trump stole the election? Donald Trump's an illegitimate president. Wouldn't that same rule kind of apply to them? And when discussing former President Donald Trump's lawsuit now that he's got to block the January 6th Select Committee from getting documents citing executive pr privilege, Bernstein said this is clearly not a legitimate exercise of executive privilege. And he continued that this is about trying to suppress the truth about a president engaging in illegal acts, anti-constitutional acts, learning or trying to learn what indeed he was doing as he tried to thwart the anti or the American electoral process. This is not about trying to find out anything about the legitimate functions of the president of the United States and exercise of his power. He said, this is about a rogue criminal president undermining the constitution, undermining American democracy. Again, you go back to the Nixon example, but this is even more grievous, particularly because the president tried forever to keep himself in office after the election. He did. When, when was he doing that? I don't, I don't remember. 233-9988. That is the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Russ show. Nope. Sorry. I missed you on that. Um, but it, this is one of these things that the, the left just will not let go of. They will not let go of this. And it's a double standard. We see how the Democrats reacted uh, when Donald Trump won the election. The four years of dealing with that. And this is the darkest day in the American democracy. And of course, now we are seeing all of the, uh, the audits that happen, all the investigations that are happening. And it seems to point right down the road of where Donald Trump was saying. And I highly doubt that Donald Trump, just out of the blue, uh, just said, oh, you know what? Uh, I need to be president. I, I, they're taking it away from me and went all crazy about it and decided he's, I'm going to stay in office. They can't kick me out. I'm staying. There was nothing there where Donald Trump did that. There was no proof of his actions that he was not going to leave. Instead, he obviously had information about what was going on around the country and some of these election processes and problems. And he was calling them out about it. And yet, 
nothing happened. They didn't do anything about it. It's just, it's a, it's a big, huge, gigantic mess. It really is. And of course, Bernstein added that this is about a, a rogue criminal president undermining the Constitution, undermining American democracy. <laughs> Shut up. I mean, seriously. Come on. 233-9988 is the number of the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Hey, Brian. Hey, Earl. How you doing this morning? What's going on? Oh, uh, well, we got snow and rain up here where I am. So yeah. I'm staying. It's that I'll time go, of the year. I'll sit on, yeah, I'm going to sit on the front porch and drink a cup of coffee, but I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, probably not a good time for that. I've been listening to you this morning. Let me solve a couple of your problems. All right, solve some of my problems. Good luck with uh, that. Well, people were you know, wine shortage, according to Drudge Report this morning. Wines. So it's, I want all y'all to prepare on the beach. You're not going to be able to get any wine. But, you know, let me solve the problem here. You remember you were talking about the supply shortage and this and that and people buying stuff just because the price is up. Yep. Does that remind you of anything recently? Uh, yeah, a few things uh, it kind of reminds me of, yeah. Uh, it's it's wet and it's windy and it was 160 miles an hour. Hurricane. Yeah. You remember that was the excuse there in the uh, panhandle for getting supplies to people who couldn't get out because everything was destroyed. Just hang on. It just makes more for everybody else. That's what... PB and J is saying, I can't pronounce buddy gig. So I'll call it PB and J. <laughs> yeah. Buddha Peanut butter and jelly. Peanut butter and jelly. But that's what he's saying. Y'all just hang on. There's plenty out there for everybody. We don't care if the prices go up. That's all right. We will make more money. Yeah. That's what he said. That is the plan. Now, we saw the, the transportation crisis. Supply chain, I'm sorry, supply chain. We saw that. We understand it now because it's not just affecting the widowed, poor, and orphan. It's affecting the wine drinkers. Mm. And now let's move on to something else. Okay. And I honestly want you to think about answering this question. All right. All right. Now, in the Bible, Pontius Pilate asked Jesus, what is truth? T-R-U-T-H. And the Lord did not answer because the answer is so obvious. Now, I'm curious. Do you have the slightest idea what, what, what the obvious answer is? You've been talking about it all morning. Um, I have no of, idea. You're kind, of eating right, you're kind of eating around the edge like a really good pancake. <laughs> you kidding? The I die for the middle is, of that. All right, well, go for the middle. That's right. As long as it's good. Mm -hmm. What is truth? Truth is whatever the mob says it is. And all morning, and what doesn't, the mob may not be mom to flag and apple pie. The mob could be sitting up in the catbird seat in Washington, D.C., could be in the House, the Senate, could be sitting down there on K Street, you know, Wall Street. Mm -hmm. That's. That that's the mob. The mob ain't the poor. The mob ain't these illegals coming in, no sir. And the mob will tell you what the truth is. So I want all y'all to think about that. 
Well, yeah, you know, we we see that all the time. You know, they 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 yeah. push and press that, hey, this is what you need to this this is your reality, this is the truth, and, and believe me on that, yep. and that's all there is. I mean, we see that all the time. So, Earl, that's before all. before that's we break all. for our uh, commercials, what did we have for breakfast this morning? Got to get the breakfast break I, in. I got this from Corporal's Corner. I fried me some bacon, and when it was almost done, I put blueberry pancake mix on it because I had, do happen to like blueberries. And I made it into a bacon blueberry type pancake. Put regular cheap cane syrup on top of it, and a cup of hot coffee. Oh, it was good, Brian. Mm. It was so good. I was tempted, mind you, to smoke a cigarette instead of a cigar. Oh, see, but that's just not good for you. Mm. Mm. But I overcame that one. Good. And I'm gonna go have another cigar. But I'm gonna <laughs> set in my pickup. All I right. Sit out in the rain. The yeah, you don't want to be out in the rain. The mm. snow is one thing. The rain, not so much. Hey, Earl, thanks so much for the call. We do appreciate so it. We well, got to run for commercials. We will be right back. Of course, take some over your calls as well. 233-9988. Hang on. We will be right back. The Brian Russ Morning Show. Powered by coffee made with liberal tears. Mmm, so good. News Talk at 101. Mm, and it had a splash of caramel this morning. Wait, did I say that right? You know, honestly, that is... This is funny. Hang on. Swing of the liberal tears here. That's one of the things that I've... I've Living around the country that I have lived in and not having really, truly a regionalism, that is one of the words I have lost track of how I actually normally pronounce it. Is it caramel? Is it caramel? I just... I don't know. One of those complications in life, I guess. 233-9988. That is the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Russ Show. Caramel. Caramel. Caramel cone. Oh, you know, it's Caramel one of those. Cone. I actually wrote a song called Caramel Cone. Yeah, it all depends anyway, on where you I live. I a question for you, Brian. Yeah, what you got? I got a question for you. You seen Back to the Future 2? Uh, yes, I think I did. Trilogy. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible yeah. movie. I, I, all of them after the original was horrible. Three was good. One was the best. You know, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, you know, Back to the Future 2 is based on Donald Trump being president. You know that, right? Yeah. Okay. And they actually used him as a template for the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And the Chicago Chicago won the World Series within one year of what they predicted on this thing, right? Yep. 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 Okay. And as the car goes away... You can look at the um, Western Auto that has a nine on there, and as the flames go away, it looks exactly like nine eleven, and the and the buildings are burning. Looks just like that on Back to the Future. Also, there is a thing on TV that shows the buildings coming down as a dad is hanging upside down with his upside down hanging shoes. There's so many things. Isn't that creepy? In this movie that points exactly. And we're talking it was 19, was it 1989? Almost, excuse me? It was 1989 yeah, was when that came out, too. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the, even the producers come on and said, yeah, you know, you know, we based it on Donald Trump being president. And so <clears throat> here's the question. Does our government really have something where they can kind of travel around in time and, you know, and get signals back? Because, and then Hollywood takes it and uses it 
and we fulfill these fantasies? Or do you think that these things really happen in the future and we're fulfilling the future? I don't know. I mean, it's, because, it's creepy, but, though, because it's not just it, back it to the really future. Is. You know, the, the Simpsons. I mean, look at how many things have the Simpsons predicted that have come true. It makes you wonder. It really does. You know, and then with well, all the aliens here, and everything here's else. Here's the thing. I, I, the, the reason I bring this up is because I, I'm not real popular with some of my friends that just love Donald Trump. Because I said from the very beginning, I said Donald Trump cheated on his wife, okay, in front of the entire world. Mm. Okay. If he cheats on his wife, now that's someone you sleep with every night, supposedly. What do you think he's going to do to the American public? You see? We got what we we got what Donald Trump was, but however, he what's very sad in in 2016 and 2020, he was the path of least resistance. In other words, he was what we thought was best for America. But what we really found is I don't really think there's anything best for America because America has turned into Sodom. And I don't think you could save Sodom. You can keep begging God to save Sodom. But he kind of looks down and he says, you know what? You know, this happened 6,000 years ago. And you people are so stupid. You're doing it again. Mm. Oh, I hear it to her. What do you think of that? Well, you know, people, they're, they're horrible at learning history. But, you know, the, the whole thing about, uh, you know, Back to the Future and the Simpsons and all that, it really does beg a lot of questions where you got to go, how, what's, what's going on here? How, how does the government, you know, I mean, it, it just, yeah. Well, you know, we didn't have football a hundred years ago. Well, nope. a little, you know, a little more than a hundred years ago, right? Right. And so that, that you know, these things didn't really happen. But football is modern day gladiators. Yeah, it is. You know, so 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 we're back. To, we, listen, Brian, we're back to the Coliseum, and I don't know if you know this or not, but people in Afghanistan they use a headless goat, okay, for their polo games. This is a fact. However, however. They've only done that because the West has seen their games. Usually the Afghanis use a headless person, an enemy, as as their polo game. Did you know that? That doesn't surprise me. I didn't know it, but it wouldn't no, surprise me. Yeah. That is a fact. That is a fact. Okay? And Westerners are not going to get used to that when you go to a soccer field and they're using a headless goat. Yeah. Because that's their culture. That's yeah. Their culture. Yeah, it is. Are you going to take their culture away from them? That's they enjoy playing polo with a headless goat or a headless human. Yeah. So, our, you know, when we're bringing them in at night, and we got soccer things all over the place, all over the U.S. Are we going to allow the headless goat soccer to be played on our soccer on our, you know, or on a polo field like yeah. down in South Florida? They get big polo fields. Is that going to be okay? Yes or no? <laughs> Uh, depends on who you're asking. If you ask, uh, you know, somebody like me, uh, no, no. I'm asking you, uh, is it okay? Yeah, I for me, no. I think it's okay. Really? Because if I have Afghan, if I have Afghanis here, I want to see their culture. Yeah. I want to see what happens in their culture. You know, because there's other, you know, uh, we have no culture here in the United States. It's just, you know, do yeah. as you please pretty much, right? Our, our culture has gotten very funky. Hey, I'm, I'm up against my break. Thanks so much have, for the hey, call. Have a great morning. Hey, you too, bud. Thanks. Uh, interesting point of view on that. I usually love his calls when he does that. Hang on. We got to take a quick break right now for Fox News. We will be right back. This is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The Brian Rush Show is on News Talk at 101. 
All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning. How you doing? You and I? Good. So Microsoft's LinkedIn, which is one of these things, I've yet to figure out exactly how to use that thing. <laughs> I've got an account, but I, it confuses me. Probably because it's Microsoft, and, you know, they've made everything now user-friendly. And ever since, what was it, uh, Microsoft 10, I've not been able to use Microsoft ever since then. It just, it confuses the heck out of me. I hate to, it almost makes me sound like I'm one of these really super old guys, which I'm not. I'm only in my late 40s. And I sound like that, like, 90-year-old guy, I can't figure out this technology with this little bee-bopping, booping thing. I can't. It's really sad. I need to I need to learn some more of this stuff. I think that I need to hang out with some younger kids. I think is what well that didn't sound right. <laughs> I need a young a younger crowd to hang out with that can show me this technology and how it works. I mean, half the time, uh, my iPhone, I have two phones. I've got my iPhone and I've got my Google phone. And my iPhone, I'm constantly going out to the guys that I work with and I'll be like, hey, um, fix this. Because I can't figure it out. Or, hey, uh, just do this with your phone. I'm like, I just, I can't with, do it. I feel like I'm older than I actually am when I do that. But uh, Microsoft's LinkedIn is now going to be creating a new app called InJobs. And this is going to be for the Chinese market. Uh, after it became embroiled in a very controversial, uh, a very big controversy uh, by censoring the account of an Axios reporter uh, for a profile containing prohibited content in the country. The new app is going to be a standalone app, not connected to the uh, to the LinkedIn platform. But in a statement, LinkedIn said that uh, while it strongly supports freedom of expression, it complied with Chinese government regulations in order to create value for our members in China and around the world. And, and via LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn, they said uh, we've while we found success in helping Chinese members find jobs and economic opportunity. We have not found th that same level of success in the more social aspects of sharing and staying informed. We're also facing a significantly more challenging operation, operating environment and greater compliance requirements in China. Given this, we've made the decision to sunset the current localized version of uh, LinkedIn, which is now, which is how people in China access LinkedIn's global social network platform. Uh, and they said that our new strategy for China is to put our focus on helping Chinese-based professionals find jobs in China and Chinese companies finding quality candidates. Well, good for you guys. Now, if you do me a favor and send somebody over that can help me figure out how to use LinkedIn because I can't figure that out to save my life. I really can't. And I feel really bad about it because it just makes me feel like this old geezer that just can't do anything. You know, that, that guy, that, they, that the, the stereotypical old guy? Oh, I can't figure this out. Eric, where's the grandchildren? One of these days, maybe I just need to find some time to sit down and, and there's got to be a YouTube video on it. How to use LinkedIn. Because that's the case with everything. So things in Pennsylvania not looking as hot for the Democrats as it probably really should. Pennsylvania's... Um, their date to register to vote for the the November 2nd general election uh, came and went yesterday afternoon. And Pennsylvania now has the fewest registered Democrats that it has had in a decade. And, uh, and others are finding uh, some other things with voter registration in Pennsylvania. Uh, they had uh, 3,417,781 registered Republicans and 4,024,275 uh, registered Democrats. 
That is the lowest number of registered uh, Pennsylvania Democrats in a decade. And the registered Democrat voters peaked in 2012 during Barack Obama versus Mitt Romney's presidential race. Uh, then the number and uh, was about two, 4.26 million. Compared to today, uh, which is about, uh, well, just shy of a quarter of a million fewer than they did uh, back a decade ago. And Pennsylvania's registered Democrats have historically outnumbered Republicans. But since the 2011, the gap between the Democrats and Republican voters has diminished, with Republican voters gaining some small grounds uh, throughout that area. What's going to be interesting to see is how it goes into next year uh, for the primary uh, and the general election for next year to see how that changes up. But even in Pennsylvania, the Democrats are starting to drop out. They're like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, they don't quite think so anymore. And of course, Pennsylvania still is embroiled a little bit in the battle over uh, the 2020 election and whether or not uh, Donald Trump won the state or lost the state. Uh, there's still some investigations going on uh, there. And other things that are going on, too, is our school boards. Uh, and we talk about this all the time. And we, we've seen the recent thing where the Department of Justice is now going to be looking at parents and calling them domestic terrorists and start investigating these parents that have the nerve to stand up to the board for their children. God, what are you guys doing? But a coalition of 17 different states' attorney generals are now demanding that the U.S. Department of Justice immediately rescind a men, a, the recent memo uh, that would chill lawful dissent by parents voiced during the local school board meetings. Of course, the, uh, the DOJ memo, which has been the center of a lot of the criticism since the October 4th release, directs the FBI to work with state and local governments to address the alleged disturbing spike in harassment, intimidation, and threats of violence against teachers and school board leaders. And, of course, it came shortly after the National School Board Association urged the Biden administration to invoke counterterrorism laws to handle angry mobs of parents seeking to hold school officials accountable for teaching of the Marxist critical race theory and for imposing COVID-19 restrictions on their children. Again, what, what are these parents thinking? Thinking that they could... I mean, breeder, sit down. You did your job. Now let the government show us how it's really done. <laughs> and of course, the vast majority of incidents that the uh, the NSBA cites involve disrupting and disorderly conduct rather than threats. And there really hasn't been, I mean, there's been a couple of little tiny incidents, but nothing that has been major. And of course, you know how the snowflakes act. They overreact to every little thing. I mean, I guess it's a threat of violence by saying, hey, uh, if you don't do what we're asking you to do, we're going to vote you out of office. Oh, my God, they're threatening me. They're threatening me. Quick, get the FBI in here. They're terrorists. Oh, my God. But in a letter sent, to the, uh, sent on Monday to President Joe Biden and Attorney General Merrick Garland, the chief legal officers, the, uh, the 17 AGs, uh, that argue that the memo doesn't appear to be based on facts, but put on a flawed uh, NSBA narrative, which described disruptions at the school board meetings as violent threats akin to domestic terrorism. So apparently, according to them, you, you, can't, you can't go question the school board. I don't know what these, these parents were thinking. <laughs> and you know something else that we've seen a lot less of lately? Uh, is the uh, the YouTube videos of the parents 
letting the school boards have it. Have you noticed this? I mean, I'm a social media nerd. I'm on it all the time. I've noticed that there's been a decline in the number of videos that are posting. Why would that be? And of course, uh, the the letter that was sent, um, it also, uh, in it, it, the vast majority of incidents, they're talking about uh, being disruptive and disorderly conduct rather than threats. And he said, in fact, in no known instance has there been anything like the burning, looting, police assaults, vandalism, or other criminal activity that occurred during the summer of 2020. The letter, of course, referring to the riots involving the uh, the anarchist communist group Antifa and the Marxist, Marxist group Black Lives Matter. Actual threats and violence towards school administrators, board members, teachers, and or staff are rare, the attorney generals noted. And adding that there are already significant criminal and civil remedies available without the need of the FBI to intervene. He says what this is basically the quintessential local issue. And the attorney generals further stated that the DOJ memo is likely intimidating to parents who in many cases are for the first time exercising their First Amendment right to speak in public. And as we as a country should celebrate the participation in our system for self-governing and not silence them by accusing them of domestic terrorism and threaten them with the prospect of the FBI knocking on their door to investigate their activities. They continued on in the letter. The letter was written by uh, Attorney General Todd uh, Rokita and co-signed by the Attorneys Generals for Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Georgia, Kansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, and Utah. And the letter comes as a school board organization in at least a dozen states uh, distanced themselves from the NSBA, citing disagreement over the way it characterized concerned parents. School boards in Alabama, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Montana, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Texas, and Virginia have all released statements opposing the NSBA letter uh, to the Biden administration or to Garland's memo or both. Parents are not going to put up with it, government. And you got to learn that. And it's a dangerous thing for you to go down that road to think that you can continue uh, to push that on parents. It's not good. I'm just saying. But it is good to see so many states that are actually getting up there and doing it. And those same states should also be the states that should be starting to get together and say, hey, federal government, I just want to remind you about your role, your role in the government and how it really truly works and what we are responsible to states that you don't get to cover. That is one of the things that these states needs to do. I mean, I say it all the time. We need to actually start getting to the point where we start telling these people, uh, the federal government, uh, you're in check. Time out, buddy. This is not something you need to go down. So knock it off. So it's going to be interesting also to watch what goes on with the um, the reconciliation bill, the infrastructure reconciliation spending bill. Uh, God, it's got like 50 different names at this point. It's just getting confusing. Because Representative um, Jampapal, uh, or whatever that could be, I don't really care if I say it right. Uh, she was on MSC's Rachel Madcow show yesterday. And she's saying that her White House meeting with Senator Joe Manchin and Bernie Sanders uh, went well enough for her to predict that both the infrastructure and reconciliation bill will pass Congress. 
And she said, we're going to get them both done and we're going to get them done. It is a messy process. Democracy is not always easy. Negotiation is not always easy. There's differences. Everybody knows there are differences. We have to bridge them and we got to come together because at the end of the day, we have to deliver both these bills, the infrastructure bill and the Build Back Better Act to the president's desk. And she continued saying, I've always been happy to talk to anybody. It was great to spend time with Senator Manchin today. I'm not going to get into the details of what we talked about. I think it's important for us to be talking to each other. She went on to add that we're going to keep these conversations, keep having these conversations. I'm back at the White House tomorrow with some of my progressive colleagues. I know the president is also doing another meeting with some of the other centrist Democrats, but it, it is important. I don't think, I do think it's important that the president himself has to be very, enga really engaging. But the question is, where are the Republicans on that? Oh, that's right. They, they don't matter. But the Build Back Better Act is a dangerous act. Not as dangerous as the We the People or For the People Act, uh, but it's not good. And I really hope that a few of the centrist Democrats uh, really put their foot down and say, look, there's some things we need to take out of this. We need to change a lot of this as well. It's a, it really, truly is a bad bill. It, it's, it's not something you want to be going down. So check this out. If, you, uh, if you're living with some joint pain, and man, lately I've actually been, I, I don't know if it's, if, I don't know what it is, but I'm starting to feel a little bit, and, and I don't want to go down this road either. But if you've got awful joint pain, don't let the doctors tell you surgery is the only option. QC Kinetics is here, and our listeners, they love the results that they are getting from QC Kinetics. It's a non-surgical solution for joint pain. QC Kinetics, they are the leader in biologic therapies. It's regenerative solutions that can actually repair and restore damaged tissue in your joints. And they can do it with no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. Knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain, pain in your hips. Patients here are raving about getting the lasting results from QC Kinetics. And you can find out more information about that. All you got to do is give them a call. 850-270-3939. It's 850-270-3939. If you've got chronic pain, the joint pain that just won't go away, don't assume that the old treatments are the only treatment. Learn more about the biologic options now available here in Bay County. Restorative, regenerative treatments for joint pain. With no steroids, no surgery, give them a call. QC Kinetics, the medical professionals there will help you out. 850-270-3939. 850-270-3939. Get your life back without pain. Give the folks over at uh, QC Kinetics a call and see what they can do for you. Hang on. We got to take a quick little break. We will be right back. This is the Brian Russell Show. You're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning. Crazy Left is his specialty. The Brian Rush Show, a news talk at 101, is back. All right, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for listening. Sorry, hang on. I'm trying to fix my earpiece again. It doesn't want to stay in. All right, we're good. <laughs> oh, so anyhow, um, so many things we've got to keep an eye on today. Uh, some of the things that we talked about, like the, uh, the new bill that is uh, being tried to be passed, the Freedom to Vote Act, 
uh, which is Senate Bill 2747. I posted a link on it. Uh, I haven't had a chance to read the whole thing yet. I've kind of gone through it a little bit, breezed through it. It's 594 pages. And it's all about making sure, hey, we, uh, we're going to protect you to make sure that, uh, you know, your voting rights are okay. We got to watch that one. That's another one that they're trying to pass. And, of course, now uh, it looks like they're trying to negotiate with Joe Manchin uh, to get the, uh, the what is the bill called now? I, I keep forgetting what it's called because it's being, the, the whole spending bill that they're trying to do. Trying to get that passed. It'll be interesting to see if Joe Manchin caves or not. I hope he doesn't. And there's rumor too now that uh, Kristen Cinema is considering leaving the Democrat Party. And you know what? The, the way that the Democrat Party's been treating her, I wouldn't blame her one bit to leave. I would exit that thing so fast. See you later. Bye. Thanks for playing. So it's going to be interesting to watch the, the two of them to see what, the, what they end up doing. Uh, by the way, if you're heading up to the airport today, I'm not sure if this is uh, cleared up or not, but there's some road construction there this morning that might possibly have the entranceway down to uh, one lane. Uh, they are in the process of trying to get ready to shift some traffic over there. So if you are going to the airport, uh, just be aware that, that was reported this morning. And I don't know if it's cleared up or not, but uh, that is something to uh, to watch out for up at the uh, up at the airport uh, as they're getting ready. That's going to be a huge roundabout. Have you been up through there lately? I mean, it, the, the pictures that I've seen, it looks like it's going to be neat. But it, man, what a massive project that is. I... I really thought when I saw the news on it that it was going to be uh, like kind of just a tiny little project a little bit, you know, a little kind of roundabout like you see everywhere else. No, this thing is going to be, uh, it's going to be massive. And I, I can't wait to actually see it done for multiple reasons. One, I hate seeing construction. It's just, it's so ugly. Uh, but two, just to, to see what it's it's actually going to be. Uh, oh, <laughs> I'm so ready to uh, to have the weekend already. What day is it? Today is only Tuesday. Just because on the weekends, I try to decompress and, and not read the news. You know, now the, the new news that uh, Trump is suing the National Archives to keep his, uh, his records private. Because the, uh, the Democrats in the, the January 6th commission, they are hardcore uh, trying to go after uh, all of his records to find out what he was doing on January 6th. Because, you know, now they're accusing him, what was it, the... He's being a rogue criminal president. The Democrats, they're just not going to let up. They really, truly are not going to let up uh, when it comes to this. And and I, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of them. I'm just absolutely tired of of how they, they react all the time uh, to all of this just nonsense. And I'm trying to look up real quickly to see who uh, Brian Kilmeade has on, on his guest for today on the show. But you know what? I think I might have. What's today? Today's the 19th. I didn't delete that email. I'm pretty good at deleting some of my emails. And, I, and I'm getting bad at doing that sometimes. Uh, but Alan West is going to be on the show. Also, um, Ben Carson is going to be on. Uh, Varney and Company will be on there. Sandra Smith as well. Uh, not sure what he's going to be talking about today. And let us know the, the topics. But the Brian Kilmeade show is going to be coming up uh, later on at the top of the hour. Uh, so uh, hang on for that show in just a bit. And if you're not following me on, on social media, and if you've got Facebook, follow me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the Brian Rust show uh, throughout the show. And, and sometimes you can tell because I get distracted. I get ooh squirrel moments, uh, but I always have a lot of uh, interaction with you guys. And it's so much fun to, to hear from you guys. 
and always getting a lot of uh, information that I get from you as well. Uh, and one of the things that I'm going to to really, truly miss, and a lot of people may have known this guy, P.T. Moore, uh, he passed away on on Friday due to some complications to COVID-19. And uh, he used to send me so much stuff on uh, on social media. Uh, and uh, he's a, a man that if you, if, you, if you knew him, you knew exactly uh, what I'm talking about. He was a guy that was, you love to be his friend because he was a friend to so many and a super patriot. And one of the guys I really, truly miss uh, chatting with, plus my friend George, who he and I used to send so much inappropriate stuff to each other. Uh, but I do uh, I do love interacting with you guys. So if you can, follow me there. Brian Kilmeade is on the way next. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Until then, have a great day. WYOO Springfield. This is News Talk at 101. News Talk at 101. Panama City's information station.